The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. I find this scientifically fascinating. You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the great robot wars. And Peter Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in free. Good morning, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. And coming up, first half of the hour is writer and graphic designer Jamie Varon. And wow, what a writer. I found out about Jamie on Huffington Post. Uh, She's not only written on Huffington Post, but she's written for Medium, Thought Catalog, Teen Vogue, and numerous other publications. Uh, So it's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Jamie Varon. Hi, Jamie. Hi. Thanks for calling in. Of course. Thank you for having me. Well, I discovered you. I was reading different articles on Huffington Post, and you really struck a chord with me with a lot of your articles. And have you always been a writer since you were younger? Or tell me about your backstory. Yeah, so, I mean, I've always loved writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, it's taken a long time to find my voice, really, mm-hmm. um, and what kind of just feels like the things I really want to be writing about. But Yes. I mean, I started taking my writing seriously a couple of years ago, but before that I was a graphic designer. I still do design, mm-hmm. um, but that was my main thing, and I traveled and did all sorts of things with that because I could work from an Internet connection. But, I mean, writing has always been the thing that I was like, one day yeah. I'm going to be a writer. Yeah. And I made – eventually I was like, well, that one day is never going to happen until I make it. Sure. That today is that day. Right. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's been an interesting journey and it's of course really interesting to put your writing out there and then discover that so many people around the world are connecting with it. So that's been a really, really yeah. cool thing to experience. If you don't mind, I wanted to read an excerpt from breathe. You're okay. Okay. I love this. So it starts <laughs> off with this. I want you to know that nothing is wrong with you. I know, I know, this sounds cliche and trite, like I'm patting the top of your head while telling you all the things you want to hear. No, that's not where I'm coming from. I need you to know, and I need myself to know, there's nothing wrong with you or me. We're bleeping fine. Do you hear me? We're fine. I mean, this is just like someone going, hey, I I can understand what you're going through. Yeah, I mean, so... That's kind of what I try to do. I try to really, I do a lot of thinking and observing. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, uh, very much overthinker, but (laughs) in a good way that I can channel it into my writing. It's good. Because what I see is, I mean, I recognize how I feel, especially when I read 
other people's writing that's just doesn't seem to understand the human experience. Um, And I think that that's really important because I feel that for most of my life, I felt really alone. And I was like, no one understands what it's like to be a human in the world. Um, They seem to like either there, there was like two things. There's either the people who are so sickly happy and almost, to a point where you're like, how are you even, are you on drugs? Yes, seriously. The people who, yeah, <laughs> you're like, how is life that perfect for you? Because um, are you existing? Right. It's hard. Right. <laughs> yes. And then there's the people who are so cynical and so depressed or not even depressed. I'm not even going to say that word, but like cynical and snarky and right. everything is the worst. Yes. And I was like, where's the middle people? Right, right, Exactly. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, and I've met people. I remember years ago hanging out with somebody. She was older than me, and she was so snarky and so cynical. And I had to stop because it was, it was awful to be around. Yeah, you start to. I mean, that's kind of the cultural norm. I mm-hmm. feel like is is you know, look at celebrity gossip. It's right. all about basically tearing people down that we think are more fortunate than us. And I I don't really like to participate in that, um, especially because I I feel like you just, that kind of uh, connects to how you treat yourself. Sure. And I think that that's a really big fundamental problem Mm -hmm. that we need to be as, like we're only as good as we are better than another person. And that's, Mm -hmm actually something that's really hurting a lot of us and you could see it everywhere i mean in politics and business everywhere yes yes you know it's we've been a, become a culture of you're just so critical i mean even let's say you watch american idol and you're like oh that person can't sing oh, they're lousy and they're probably really good but you can't sing yourself i mean who are you i know it's it, it's true there's been for as much as I believe there's so many redeeming qualities about the internet and about uh, sharing things in general and the communication and all the information, um, it's really made us, yeah, you're right, like very, very critical mm-hmm. in a way that's not productive. And it right. feels, it's almost like we believe people are being more honest when they're being mean yes. or being harsh and I don't, I don't want to believe that. Yes. I can't believe that because then I, it's just, I'm like, I'm setting myself up for a life of misery right. if I believe that. Um, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Jamie Varon. And you know what's interesting, Jamie? When I read your, a lot of your articles, they, you know, it basically says it's okay to go through these ups and downs and, you know, just, just feel, sometimes you feel sad. It's okay. You don't have to just constantly be motivated and going and, have a to-do list. Yeah, I think that that's a really important thing. I I never, ever will say, be complacent, like don't try or don't do anything. Sure. Um, I would hope that no one would ever read into that. But what I do think is that there's a lot of, there's so many cultural little things that we try to do to, to, to diminish people's pain mm-hmm. or so they stuff it down. You right. know, we say, like, don't cry. It's okay. Like, you'll get over it. You'll be fine. Oh, and all crazy. this stuff. Like, we don't ever want to see people's weaknesses or right. vulnerability because yes. it makes us feel uncomfortable. Right. And I'm like, I'm the person 
in all my friendships. And this is how I started writing this kind of writing because I noticed it in my friendships. I was like, I'm the person that I'm going to pull it out of you. I'm going to be like, no, no, what's really going on? Let's talk about it. Like, I'm not going to lose myself in your pain. I'm going to be able to sit here with you because we are like hurting ourselves and hurting others because we're not healing. Right. And I, so that's what has sparked a lot of my, my writing is, is basically, I mean, a lot of my writing actually is like letters to myself that I share because I'm like, I have to tell myself these things. Like sometimes I have to go back and read my own writing Mm -hmm. because I, sometimes I don't remember writing it. Sure. It doesn't even come from, I don't even sit down and outline it or anything. Um, so then I come back and I'm like, oh, I needed that too. Like I need to remember these things too, to just like breathe and be okay but you know what's interesting you just sometimes and I love to write too you just write and you don't critique your writing you just throw it out there and get it out and get it on the page and you feel better to some degree right yeah well I think for anybody who's in the creative field Mm -hmm. and especially with writing like we're all addicted to that flow right you know that moment where you're just like my fingers yes. are moving without me. Yes. It's yeah. The amazing. zone. Yeah. Yeah. The zone. The zone. And those are everything I've written that has really connected with people has come from that place. Nothing that I've written where I've really belabored over it and overthought it and everything mm-hmm. has connected as much. And that's really interesting. Well, it's very real. And it's it's basically saying, you know, it's okay to feel different feelings. And you sometimes we have this period where we just have to chill. But, you know, it's important to, to move in a positive direction. I mean, the theme of my show is get the funk out. And sometimes you go through these ups and downs and crazy twists and turns. And, and during it, you're like, you know, feel sick to your stomach. You don't know what's next. But through that, sometimes something really great happens. Agreed. I mean, I think that that's the most common story Mm -hmm. is that a lot of people who have had really incredible breakthroughs and are seeing great success and are finding purposeful work Mm -hmm. always talk about some sort of dark period where then they come out of it and say, I knew what I had to do. I was clear and tries to get people out of that and to not let them be where they are is really getting around their process. And, you know, we're not built to just be going and going and going and perfect all the time. And there's a lot of people trying to sell things to you to like make you believe that that's how you should be. And if you're not that way, you need to hire them to help you. And I am really against that because I just, it's, cultivating this really strange culture of just people thinking that they have to be absolutely perfect and productive right. and machine-like. Like, yes. we're not computers. No. We can't process like that. Right. Right. And, you know, our life isn't all about running for the next self-help book. I mean, there's so many people out there that have so many ideas, as you said, about, you know, what we need and what's going to fix us. You, you know what's interesting? I thought... <laughs> You had a psychology background because, man, you you just have you have a great understanding of you know life for somebody so young. 
Uh, I'm very interested in psychology. I took some psych classes. It was actually one of the things that I was thinking of doing was going into um, becoming a psychologist. Mm -hmm. I um, decided not to do that because I felt that I was like too sensitive person to be in people's stuff all day. Yeah. Um, But I, it's very interesting to me Um, ever since I was young. I mean, I've tried to, I started with my family. I tried to understand <laughs> all of them. You know, I was like using my my little detective things with them. I was like, why does my mom do that? And then why does my brother do that? And um, how'd that go? So, <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't love it. I'm they sure. It. <laughs> Stop analyzing me, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, except I'm the one everyone comes to for advice. I'm sure. So I guess in some way they they get something out of it because I'm the, I'm the one thinking of all of this stuff and right. I can offer them a different perspective. Yes. Well, and let's, if you don't mind, let's talk about an article you wrote. Uh, it's called, this is the new loneliness. And oh my gosh, like, you know, I, I go out and I see people, two people out together and they're both on their phones or, you know, people are so sucked into binge watching or, you know, can you talk about that article? Yeah. So, you know, this is kind of, this is a hard conversation to have because I feel like everyone's having this conversation, but we're not really talking about what it really is about. And yeah. I mean, I see all of this as escapism, protection, distraction. And I really, I, people try to defend it and they say like, no, technology is great. And I, I agree. I think that there are some amazing parts to technology, but at the same time, I've seen in my friendships, in other people, this like propensity to disengage right. and to really forget what life is about. And, you know, I mean, I, I have a hard time with people who um, defend phone use and yet talk about their depression and anxiety as if it's absolutely normal right. that we're all depressed and we're all socially anxious and we're all this like it's not trendy to be these things it's really really not okay and then we because then it perpetuates and this is something I didn't get into in that post because it's quite a heavy topic but perpetuates like use of pharmaceutical drugs and then it's it's just a whole cycle of things that to me seem preventable by taking some actual steps I mean I've suffered from depression Mm -hmm. and I am always the one I take responsibility for it. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do to pull myself out of this? And the first thing to go is the phone. Good for you. Yes. Sure. Cause the, I can't, I, I can't handle and I see myself doing it cause all these things, these are things I experience. Mm -hmm. I'll be sitting on my couch, sad, depressed, Mm -hmm. feeling like a failure and I'm scrolling through Instagram, nope. looking at everybody else's amazing lives or what they put up <laughs> out there. Their amazing I'm abs. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is the most unhealthy thing I, I can possibly do I know. right now. It is. Like, I need to read a book. Like, right. get off this. Yes. This is like, it's really, it doesn't feed me in any way. And so, and I was, and I was seeing that I was canceling plans and sort of getting into this like identity as being an introvert and Mm -hmm. anxious. And I was like, 
I don't actually feel that way. Like life is kind of messy and you don't get to control it being behind a screen. You know, you have to like throw yourself into it. Right. Right. And sometimes you don't want to go out and you push yourself, but you'd rather just stay home and watch Netflix, but it's so unhealthy. It really is. It really is. And I, I think that we all need some moments where we unwind and take time for ourselves, of Mm -hmm. course, but that, that doesn't mean um, that we stop putting ourselves into situations where we don't know the outcome, where we're not sure what's going to happen. I mean, I, I think that that's kind of makes us a little scared and timid toward the world and too fragile. Like we need to be out there. We need to be having hard conversations and doing interesting things and creating things that we don't know are going to touch people. And I just believe in that. Yes. I know so much can happen when you just put yourself out there and you just talk to people and you put your phone away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many interesting people too. Mm -hmm. Like I, some of the most interesting moments of my life, I mean, I could say for sure, none of the most interesting moments of my life have happened on a phone. I mean, unless it's been connecting with people from my writing, but even with that, I try to bring it offline or do something with that. Um, But I mean, all my, my memories are not from scrolling Twitter and Instagram (laughs) on my couch. Those are not the memories I take with me. Yes. Um, which is a, like a wake-up call, too, because it's like, honestly, all you have are your memories as you grow older. Yes. Yeah, I know. You want to look back. I mean, back that's your life. Right, right. So you, you've written for a lot of different publications, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Um, and I, well, I started working, what kind of started my career online as a writer was I took a full-time job as a writer at a website called Thought Catalog. And that's where a lot of my work is. Wait, excuse me, what is it called? Thought Catalog. Oh, Thought Catalog, yes, I just looked it up. Mm -hmm. And that's where, I mean, I wrote every single day there. So a lot of my work was on that website. Um, Yeah, I mean, that was was challenging. Uh, And and then from there, I've, I've been freelanced since, May of 2015. And so I, I do all kinds of different things now. I write for websites mm-hmm. and I also do copywriting and graphic design and it's, it's all over the place. Do you find that some of your best articles are written where you just get it out there and you're in that zone or do you have to spend a lot of time on some of your articles? Uh, the ones that I spend a lot of time on, mm-hmm. I'm usually not that I don't really like them as much. Interesting. Just, yeah, I mean, it's uh, a lot of the things, like this post that just recently went off um, on Huffington Post called To Anyone Who Thinks They're Falling Behind in Life. Oh, I love that one. I wrote it, I wrote it in 20 minutes I can't as I was about it. to leave the house. <laughs> Were you going through something? Because, I mean, it just yeah. really was incredible. Well, you know, I, I so I turned 30 um, June of last year, okay. and I went through, I, I thought I was completely not going to have any feelings about turning 30, and then surprise, surprise, I had a yeah. big issue with it, because I was like, 
where am I in my life? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. There's 20 year olds who have bigger careers than me. I mean, I'm very ambitious. And so mm-hmm. I have to kind of temper that with some, some meditation and some <laughs> stuff, but I, um, so I went through a thing. I was really yeah. down on myself and I was very much like, how is this my life? I don't have any of the things that I thought I'd have by 30. Sure. I feel like I'm not doing like, what did I do? Where did I go wrong? Um, and it sent me down a spiral where like actually emotionally and physically I was not okay. I mean, it was, it was not okay. Right. And definitely saw the power of like changing your thinking because mm-hmm. it was, I had to work at it. I had to like every day be really vigilant about not spiraling. Yes. And so that post came out of just like almost incredible a year or two of mm. just like darkness mm-hmm. in myself. And I was like, I feel like such a failure. And then I had like a moment. I was like, what if, like, how would I view my life if I, how would I view my life and where I'm at now if I truly believe that I'm meant to be here? Like, this is exactly where I'm meant to be. Yes. And this is exactly the iteration my career is supposed to be in, my relationship, everything. And I was like, wow, I would think of everything much differently. I would definitely my whole perspective would change because I'd start to be curious about why I'm here as opposed to shut down. Right. Well, it's that funk. It's that rocky road. You're hitting those terrible, you know, ditches in the road, and you're like, why is this happening? But there's a reason. Yeah. And when when we become certain that we know... You know, when we become certain and we go online and we see, okay, here's a 10-point list telling me I've failed. Yeah. So now I know I've failed. It's like that doesn't open up any room for solutions. Like no. that is just a dead end always. And so I started to really embrace this word, and I love this word, curious. I was like, what if I got curious about where I'm at? Why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Why, am I, why am I so upset with myself? Why am I so angry at myself and other people and all this stuff. And I was like, what if I looked at it that way? And as opposed to just shutting down any right. openings to yes. really heal from that. Right. Um, and that was really, that really opened up a lot because I was finally able to see what I could do. You know, there was mm-hmm. actually little things I could do to set myself up on a better path. And I, I mean, it, I don't ever want to say like things like this work because they only work as much as, you know, um, but I mean, I feel lighter and I feel that I've kind of come through something with insight and I'm happy with where I am because I can see, you know, how much I'm using my experience to connect with others. And it's, it's, uh, seemed valuable to me. Well, you know, when I read your several of your articles, I was thinking to myself, man, she just hits it right on the head. I mean, it just, and I'm sure you've heard this from a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, that's been, it's been really interesting to find that a lot of people are 
we all feel this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we always want to divide ourselves. We're this and the yeah. other people are this and that. But it's like we're all feeling so similarly, even the people. I mean, what was interesting about the piece about falling behind in life was yes. that people that I admired, that I thought they had it going for them, were like, <laughs> I totally relate to this. Yeah. And I was like, well, obviously, I, I – I knew that they, you know, like people can relate to that at any stage of life, but yes. it was really interesting to see so many people in in careers and yeah. lives that I feel like I would love to be going into. Right. And they're like, no, I feel like I'm falling behind. I'm not doing enough and I need to do more. And I was like, and they're probably wow. a lot older so than you. We all feel this. Yeah. They're probably a lot older than you. And you probably think, oh, they really have it together. But a lot of people don't. It's smoke and mirrors. So, and you know the the thing is, is like, then to me, if no one has it together, like, why are we all trying? What yeah. is the point? Mm-hmm. Why are we all trying to act as though we know everything? We've mm-hmm. we've we have no issues. Like we have no things. It's like that's only. It's not helping any of us. No. Like it's not inspiring. Right. Nobody's really that inspired by that. Right. I agree, because we want real, straightforward conversations. Like, yeah. you know, someone says, hey, who are you? Great, how you doing? I mean, it, there's nothing there. <laughs> I know. It's really yeah. empty, and and I think that that's something we're all craving, And but we're afraid to ask for it. We're afraid right. to be the first. Yes. And... Um, you know, because it's vulnerable. It's scary. What if right. people don't meet us there? What if we realize our friendships aren't as deep and um, fulfilling as we think they are? What if our relationships come into question? I mean, it's a big, it's a big thing. Even though there's a lot of things we think that we want, but it like kind of threatens our identity. And so, yes, this is something that you know I, I think about a lot because I think it's you great. have to. People say like, be yourself. And it's like, as if that's the easiest thing in the world. Right, like, sure. That's the hardest thing in the world. Of course. <laughs> people won't like me. <laughs> yeah. What if people don't like me? Exactly. Like, that's the biggest fundamental worry. Right. And it's okay, you right. know? Exactly. Now, I know you have to run. So where can people find out more information about you? Um, I'm on all the social networks. So Instagram, at Jamie Varen on everything, facebook.com slash Jamie Varen. My website, jamievarin.com, has all the info there. So I'm active on everything, and I have, I'm hopefully going to be having a book coming out soon because I great. signed with a literary agent. Yay, so congrats. We're, thank you. So look for that. So maybe That's, you'll come back on again. Yeah, I, I would, would love to. Cool. This has been great. I would love it. All right. Thank you so much, Jamie. I know you got to run, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Jamie. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. That was Jamie Varon calling in, and if you missed any part of the show, it will be up in a few hours after I wrap. Uh, very, very interesting writer from L.A. She's also a graphic designer, and there are several links up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. Lots of links to her articles are very inspiring. So maybe you're going through a tough time. You're going through your own funk. Very relatable. Uh, She also has links to not only how to get in touch with her, but her different appearances. Like I said, lots of great articles. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be joined by 
Jenna Blumenthal. She's senior food editor for New Hope Network, and we're going to discuss the upcoming health expo coming to Anaheim this week, and uh, that's going to be great. So we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. <laughs> 